Louis Vuitton in both hands. Oh my God, we have more technical difficulties than you can stick a shake at. I'll tell you what, tell you who did have technical difficulties, Carrie Underwood, when she was singing that song about taking Louisville Slugger to both headlights. Yeah, let's let's talk about Carrie Underwood for a second. No, God, no, 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 no. That is not podcast material. Bad Matt. Bad Matt. (laughs) We just went over a five-minute rant over her. I, I really did. I really did. I, I can't stand her. He, 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 he pooped on that song, and then he said, now with that being said, Jesus Take the Wheel wasn't that bad of a song. No, it wasn't. It had, it had good story to it, I think. I think it had a pretty in-depth story. It was a good story, you know. It was like, uh, I don't so know. a single mom who couldn't take it had... anymore, and she was asking Jesus to help her. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't understand that. You know, I've been a single parent but yet, taking care of my kid, you know. But yet you can't understand a woman being cheated on and going and destroying her ex-man's truck. Okay. No, I cannot, okay? It's fuel for a certain community that I'm not going to mention. <laughs> no, no, no. That's all it is. That's all it is. This guy has okay. run back and forth. From this All right. Well, let's the talk about across the street like seven times. Drugs. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> "Don't Touch My Truck." Which one was worse, Carrie Underwood's truck song or "Don't Touch My Truck"? First you have off, to say which one's a worse. Truck song. Okay. First off, she. Either secondly, way, secondly, Carrie Underwood's not, song or "Don't Touch you My Truck." No, you can't. I can and I will because yeah. I know you hate it's both like, of them equally. Like so, which one do you me. rank? No, that's like asking me if I'm gonna vote for Hillary or Trump. Okay. Honestly, if I had the choice, neither. But, you know, I feel like Carrie Underwood's song is Donald Trump. You know, I'm going to vote for him because I hate him slightly less. So you hate Don't Touch My Truck first. Yeah, that's like the stupidest. I can't. Who Don't touch my truck. Even. <laughs> I got to admit, that little tune, you know, the little uh, whatever that synth instrument it is that they use. Uh, right after the, the little chorus or whatever, that kind of crap, you know, that they got going on there. I didn't hate that. That was actually pretty catchy. But the rest of the song is just garbage. If you, trash. I feel like the instrumental of that song is amazing, but just the lyrics were garbage. Uh, the instrumental could have been done better. But they could have, but with what it is, with what it is now, with I mean, the synthesizer in it, it's that? great. Who does what, that? touch people's truck? Degenerates. Don't touch my truck. Stupid. I haven't even heard it. Whoever, whoever sang that song was a stupid, stupid man. That's not what we say, but I'm glad you corrected it for the podcast. <laughs> I hate that song, dude. And you know what's worse? What's like the worst part about it all? People listen to that song quite often around here. You, like you so know. often. Dude, I can be outside on like uh you know, like a little five minute break or whatever, and somebody and it's always it's not nobody that listens to that song even has an impressive truck. Everybody that listens to that song is driving some beat up old raggedy Chevy S ten from like the middle ages. Yeah but it's their truck. Absolutely no shocks on it anymore. Tires look like they're just asking to be killed. I feel like uh, if you listen to that song, you would listen to it in joy. 
If you were to listen to that song, you would have played it in joy. If it wasn't so horrible, you would have played that kind of song in joy. So don't talk about people. If it was was a decent song, maybe. And if I wasn't a complete... If I wasn't a complete... If I was... That, yes. If I was a complete imbecile, you know. If I was a maroon, if I was a nincompoop, maybe. All right, but... Maroon 5? Maroon 5? Yeah. Yeah, totally. You want to know a really good song? I hate that song, and I hate the stupid... I don't even know the name of that song by Carrie Underwood because I hate it so much. Carve my name into his medicine. Stop. You know a good song? You know a phenomenal song? A phenomenal song. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. From Wayne's World. Uh, you're, not, you're not ringing any bells here, Scotty. You're going to have to give me more. Excuse me? You're really not ringing any bells. I don't know if it's because I'm so, so, uh, uh, sleeper deprived, you know, sleep deprived or, or what it is. Depth sleep privation. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I don't know if I'm one of those or if you just, you just didn't. You, didn't you ever really seen Wade's it. World? You've never seen Wade's World? It sounds familiar. I'm not, I'm not gonna say I haven't seen it until I know exactly. What's what the act? Mike, 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 Mike Myers. Mike Myers. I've seen uh, he stuff. played. Mike Myers. Yeah, Mike Myers and Saturday Night and Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, he had a skit called Wayne's World that they later made into a movie, or it was backwards. It was either Wayne's World the movie, and then Wayne's World became a skit on Saturday Night Live. You need to go watch it. And Wayne's World is just Mike Myers in character as Wayne, and it's his world as he sees it with his friend um, Garth, and he's like swing, swing. It's a great show and movie. You should really check it out. I'm surprised. I'm kind of disappointed that it's, you haven't seen ringing, that. You're ringing so many bells right now. You know what else is a good song? My grandpa loved this song. It was that one song. I can't remember the the, the uh, artist that did it, but I uh, can't remember her name. But it was called Ring My Bell. Ring my bell. Oh ring my, my bell. Yes, yes. That was my grandpa's ringtone for years. That was a good song. I enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed that. I'm trying to think of the actual memory. I believe that the first time I heard that song, that it actually, you know, left a memory anyway, um, was when I I was watching some sort of horror movie. But I don't yeah. remember exactly what it was. I don't remember what movie it was, but yeah, that song was in it. It was a girl that was, uh, I think she might have been with some friends or something. Anita Ward. She Anita was, Ward is the artist. She was dancing to the song in the movie, and uh, at one point she had left the room to go do something, and there was a bunch of creepy stuff happening throughout this whole thing that she notices, and it's like super, super ominous. And then she comes back out. I think it was the bathroom she went into. She went into the bathroom or something. She comes back out. And when she comes back out, like, all of her friends are dead. Like, they've been murdered. And the song is still playing. Um, Ring My Bell came out in 1979. I was about to say, this is an older movie. This movie is probably, like, made in the 80s or something. It was one of those real old horror movies. 
Anita Ward sang it, and this is this is like the first two verses of the song. It goes, you can ring my bell, ring my bell, and then ring my bell, ding dong ding. Uh, you can ring my bell, ring my bell, ring my bell, ring a ring ring. Genius, genius. That's. Or no, so it goes. It goes. Actually, it goes. Ring my bell, ringa, ringa, ring. There you go. Art, pure art. <laughs> I love those older songs though. They were they were really catchy, even though they were, some of them were stupid. Some of them were like really really dumb, and like even some of the legends, uh, you know, some of the legendary songs that came out were just really really dumb. Like um, I don't know, name anything by the Beatles. <laughs> Watch yourself. No, they were amazing. They were an amazing band. They really were. Everybody stopped liking them whenever they said they were almost bigger than Jesus. The thing is, their songs... That's when I fell in love with them more. Their songs didn't make any sense. Like, most of them, anyway. Just didn't Excuse me? Hey Jude? What? You're telling me Hey Jude didn't make any sense to you? No, Hey Jude. Uh, I mean, it did, but it didn't. But it did. Excuse me? It did and didn't. I just said that. Okay. Okay. Let's... I have a lot... I have a few... Fuck... I have a few freaking Beatles songs. Almost slipped up. <laughs> Almost lost it. You little rascal, you. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, Hey Jude. Then there's Let It Be. You can't tell me Let Let It Be didn't make any sense to you. Oh, let it be. Let it be totally made sense. I love that. Oh, song. I, I hope it did because it fits into our mental lives. <laughs> I love that song so much. <laughs> I have it. That's a great song. Great song. But no, going back back to the terrible ones, going back to the garbage, okay? Um, I don't see where the art is in saying, oh, hey, I'm going to write a song about a a guy who goes and does some stupid stuff, and I go and screw up his truck, and somehow I'm the victorious one in this this situation. Somehow, I'm a mature adult. Okay, well, okay, no, back to your original statement about old songs. You, You tell me American Pie by Don McLean. From 1971, did it make sense to you? God, it's been so long since I've heard that song. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. I love that. No, I know what song you're talking about. I love that song, but I just it's been so long since I've heard it. Really, I have it. I have all old music. I I guess because my grandpa was born in '49, so that's I just what like I, that's I just like I that. On. I just like to sing that song. Like it's just a fun song to sing, you know. Me and, uh, uh, me what and about Ariel Sister Christine it. by Night 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 Rider Night Ranger? Sister yes. Christine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you pretty much name any old song, I'm gonna like it. But I'm talking about these. New, I'm talking about these newer, these newer idiots out here. I'm gonna personally go download "Don't Touch My Truck," and then whenever I get a system in this Jeep and I come to Conroe, I'm just gonna blare it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Better hope you don't ride anywhere with me, because you don't touch my radio. You don't don't touch my radio. Touch your radio. I might stab it. You play that song enough. I might just stick a knife oh. through the radio. I need you to think really long and hard, because I'm not gonna say it on air. But you know that one thing you wish for every day. That one thing that we wish for every day. <laughs> Am I finally gonna get it? Is that gonna be my Christmas present? That's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh my god. Um, no, I don't know. There's just there's <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of garbage artists out there now, like nowadays. I don't know. Just 
I don't. There's. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just don't know. There's even some songs. There's a there's a couple of songs Ariel listens to that I don't like. You know. I could never ride in the vehicle with Ariel sometimes because she would play songs that I liked, but it would just. She would just turn it up, and I'd be like, "Hey, this is not a (laughs) turn up song." So, so, so one day, uh, we were we were headed into Livingston so that uh, I could go and see my my kid, and um, we're going down fifty nine, and I don't remember the name of it, but it's by Fallout Boy, and it's the one where it's just like. Um, he tastes just like you, but sweeter. You know that song? Thanks for the memories. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thanks for the memories. That's what it is. So she's, li- we're listening to that. <laughs> well, she's listening to that. And we're just kind of, me and Evan are in the vehicle and we're just kind of along for the ride. So anyway, um, she tells me the story of like some memory she has with, uh, with your ex about that song. And, and I told her, I was like, because, like, at the end of the whole story, it was like, you know, that song's important to her because blah, 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 you know. I'm not going to go into the story. It's a long story. But um, I just kind of looked Thank at you. her, and I was like, so would you say you dedicate this song to Ariana? And she's kind of thought about it for a second, and she just died. Like, just died laughing. That's one of those moments. Like, why are you laughing? It was. It was funny. It was. I was expecting a little bit more of a reaction, but you know, that's whatever. From who? From me? Yeah, from you. I was telling you the story. What? It doesn't matter. What? Um, what? I. You would have more of a reaction from me if I knew what the memory was. So tell me after the about, podcast and tell me about how it was her and Ariana's like favorite song or something for a time or whatever. How about you tell me after the podcast and I'll laugh with you. Yeah, no, it's too late. It's too late. I appreciate the effort. Okay. It's too late. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> you know what I miss? I miss like being in school. And, no, I don't miss school. Let me just say that. I don't I miss school, what? but I miss like. Do you want to say that again? I miss memories from school, like whenever I was in like kindergarten. Tell me if I was the only one that did this. You take the Elmer's glue bottle and you put glue in your hand and you rub it around and you let it dry and then you just peel it off your ass. You were a strange kid growing up, weren't you? Yeah. (laughs) You just like. I didn't have any friends. You and you and your buddy, you know, just hanging out, you know, it's like during the middle school days or whatever. Your mom walks in, she's like, Hey, what are you guys doing? You're just like, Oh, nothing much, Ma, we're just uh peeling glue off our hands. Well, that's kinda how it happened, but I didn't have friends. Ah. I didn't well, make my maybe, first friend you know, until junior high. I wonder if maybe that's why you were peeling glue off your hands. Take that back. I didn't make my first friend until fourth grade. I don't really remember. I mean, honestly, I, I know first I was... First of all, you were homeschooled. I don't think you made friends. Uh, there are grades in homeschooling, and yes, I, I don't know how many times I have to stress this. Um, I was in, actively involved in both homeschool and public school events with both homeschool and public school kids 
and met a lot of people, but that's beside the point. Um, I'm not going to keep going into this, Scotty. Anyway. I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think, I, think I, I was definitely not any younger than four years old because this is at the point where we had moved into the house in uh, Texas City. I think we had just moved there. And there was this, I don't know, there's, there's this little girl probably about half my age across the Boy, street. This that was two uh, years old? What? Two years old? Yeah, two years old. Um, let me finish. Just, just let me finish. Just let me finish. Um, she, she started screaming at me, right? I mean, like, screaming, like, she was screaming and cussing at me and stuff. She was two years old. I'm not... Oh, excuse me? Yeah, she was actually doing it. She was two years old, and she was actually screaming and cussing at me. I'm not making this up. And, uh... That's wild. And, uh, what I assumed to be her older brother came out and told her to get in the house and, you know... Get in the house, Peggy! Yeah, basically. And, uh, you know, told her that she was in trouble or whatever, and then she ran inside. Um, but... Anyway, this so this dude, this uh, older brother of hers or whatever, came over to the house to apologize on her behalf. I was four years old. I didn't know what was going on, but this kid was probably three. I think he's, I think he's about a year younger than me. Maybe he was probably three at the time. And um, and we just kind of small children doing grown adults. We just kind of hit it off, you know. We just started uh, we started playing soccer in the front yard and all that kind of stuff. Um. He was a long-time friend of mine up until... What are you doing? It sounds like you're juggling ice. Making chicken nuggets. Do you have to do that during the podcast? You said I could do it earlier. Don't go back on your word. There, we'll do it quieter. Um, so anyway. Okay, God. <laughs> Dad. No, no. This, Come back this, from the store 20 years later. This guy was a longtime friend of mine all the way up until I moved out of Lamarck from the last time I lived there. And uh, and then we just never talked again. I don't even know if he's still alive, honestly. He might not be. It's Lamarck. So. You want to know how smart your boy is? So what? You know how smart your boy is? How smart? So whenever I was in sixth grade, I got involved in I got involved in UIL, right? Okay. And I, I I never I applied myself for the longest viewers. If you're paying, if you're listening, uh, I don't apply myself. But if I ever do apply myself, I'm a genius, right? So I was in sixth grade. UIL came up, and there was like. 10 boards, like 10 clipboards of things you could sign up for, right? So I picked like two math ones and one history one, right? So I go to UIL for those three events, and the calculator the calculator applications is the main event that I was in, right? Granted, it's with the calculator, but still. I went, we went up against five schools, so five different schools, not including mine. So there were six schools in total that were in calculator applications. And we all went to this one school, this one campus, right? And they hand me my calculator, and it's flipped down. The paperwork's down. And they say, all right, begin. So everybody flips the calculators open. They go to working on the, on the paper. Your boy finishes in 30 minutes. 
I hand him everything and I walk out of the room, right? And then we all go into the lunchroom where they like have sneak, like sneaky snacks. And uh, I'm waiting for the because at the, after they tally all the all the rankings or whatever for that uh, that UIL competition, uh, they on a projector project it in the cafeteria onto a uh, on a projector screen. So. I looked at the board, and in my mind, I'm like, yo, I don't apply myself in school. I don't know why I thought I was going to be great at this. So whatever, I just started ignoring it. Well, everybody started walking up to me and patting me on my back. And I was like, yo, why are people touching me? Stop touching me. And I turn around, and everybody's cheering, and they're saying my name. And I look back. Your boy ranked third out of six total schools, third place in UIL calculator applications. Hey. Granted, it was a calculator, but... Your boy's smart. And then he went into the history. He got second place in history. I got second place in history. And then in the last math UIL competition that I was in, last math one, your boy got first place. And that one didn't have a calculator. I smart. Good, good, good. good. Man, dude, I'm proud of you, bro. Proud of you. Make the only one. Now I got a medal and everything, and I came home, and my grandparents were like, "What is this for?" And I was like, "I'm smart, I guess." And they're like, "Oh my god, my baby's smart." Yeah, I'm smart, I guess. I don't. I, don't, I never cared. Until the reason I'm caring about that stuff because I just got bullied for it, so there's no point in caring. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with our generation and being bullied for uh, for being smart, like. And people walk up and they're just like, oh, you nerd, you geek. You know? I don't get it. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know what you are. Yeah, you know what you are. I don't get it. At because, least we're not eating Tide Pods. Yeah, I mean, but nowadays, yeah, of course there's also that. But nowadays, it's like kids in school actually get more respect from their peers for being smart. You know, like if you get better grades... It's cool. It's cool now to get better grades. I wish it was cool back in back in our day in school, man. When we were in school, it was a little. I wasn't in school, but you get the idea. Um, well, see, this is why I keep bringing up you being homeschooled because you say it like you were in school, and it confuses me. I, I don't say I it like was in mockingly. School. I was. Like, I was I literally. I was literally in school. Like I wasn't. I wasn't actively in school every day like you were. You know, but I was every twice three times a week in an actual literal school for like eight hours a day (laughs) for eight hours that day whatever you know those days um yeah no i was i'm telling you dude i've had a lot of school related activities that i've been to i think the i think the wake-up call for me being bullied for being smart and that that because i have a switch so like I'm really smart when I want to flip that switch. Like my mom would get phone calls because I would just start acting up because it got to the point where like getting shoved in the walls. Because like in intermediate school and like elementary school, they don't give you lockers; you just have a backpack. So like getting shoved in the walls with your backpack full of like school books and whatever just kind of got ridiculous. And it was just kind of to the point where my mom would get phone calls from the school, and the teachers would just cry to her. And just be like, he's so smart, he just doesn't use it. 
and they would talk to me about it too. They'd be like, why don't you, why don't you apply yourself in school? And you know the response I would give them? My grandma, my mom would look at me and she's like, why don't you ever apply yourself, son? You're smart. We all know you're smart. You can do it. Why don't you do it? And I'd look at him and I was like, I don't know. I'd just walk off. I don't want to tell my grandparents or my parents that I was being bullied because then then the parents have a they, – they feel like they need to go to the school and be like, don't touch my boy. And it's just kind of like – it's. <laughs> and it was just kind of like I just didn't want him to get involved. My mom almost burned down a school one time because I got jumped. And so <laughs> – so she like I show up and I have like a black eye and, or my eye like it wasn't like a full blown black eye but you could tell I got punched in the face a couple times and uh, and they're are you hurt I was like I mean my eye hurts a little bit but other than that no and then like they started checking and I had like bruises all over my back and on my chest and on my stomach and they're like, are you sure you're not hurt I was like no I'm just hungry I'm just <laughs> Can hungry. I eat. Can I eat? <laughs> I remember the first time I got jumped. I remember the very first time I got jumped. I was, oh, how old was I? I think I was 11. And it, it was a bunch of, boy. shut up. It was a bunch of kids around my age. I say it was a bunch of kids. It was like three, like three kids my age. And, oh, you got it easy. Well, at first, they started, like, kind of pushing me around, you know, into each other. Like they were playing catch with me or something. And I was, Ring around the rosy. I was screaming at them, and I was like, stop, guys, stop it, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like, I mean, you know how I am, Scotty. I'm nice, you know. I don't I don't really strike back until you push that. Guys, literally, I could walk up to nerve, You touch that nerve, and it's just I, over. If I black out, it's over, I, you know. I can just walk up to you right now and just shove you over, and you'd be like, "Stop it, Tux." I mean, honestly, if you did that, I think that that'd probably hit the nerve pretty quick there, bud. I think uh, I think you'd probably be you'd better be expecting me to swing because I'd be swinging. But anyway, so don't push me over. End this episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so this was happening, and I was just kind of yelling. I was like, "Stop!" You know quit doing that whatever and at one point one of them sticks their foot out and instead of you know catching me to like push me over to the other one um i didn't see their foot there until the last second and i was already tripping over it and i fell and hit the ground and i hurt my my wrist and i hit my head on the ground and concrete and whatever and it hurt started bleeding from my head and i got back up and they were all laughing at me and i just like die you know a dive bomb punch you know the one where you like it's kind of like a left yeah, hook, I love those. but you literally jump in the air and come down on the person that you're punching with that left hook, you know? Yeah, I love those. Yeah. So I did that to the kid that tripped me, and he was just, he was down. Like, he, I didn't knock him out, but he was down. And then uh, the other two, <coughs> did, oh, that's my friend you just punched. So they start walking up to me, and so I'm kind of like stepping back or whatever, you know, I'm waiting for the next person to swing. And none of them ever did. They just kind of sat there and talked crap. And I was like, well, are you going to do something about it? You gonna, Are we going to fight? Is, are we going to do this? You know, because, uh, I mean, I was being nice at first. Well, ended up they didn't do anything. Like, the other two kids never did anything. They finally just helped their friend up, and then and then they walked away. And that was the first time 
that I'd ever actually, I guess I could say I was jumped because I was, I was 11. I, uh, so for me, that's kind of being jumped at that age. But yeah, they were all, they were all, so, you know, oh no, no, no. One of them did, one of the, one of the other two kids did throw a punch at me and they missed. And, um, and then when they missed, they were behind me. So I kind of like jolted backwards and I just kind of like shoulder slammed them and knocked them down. <laughs> he get and he got back up off the ground, and uh, and yeah, that's after that they didn't they didn't really do anything else. So that's your first that's your first jumping story. That was my first jumping story, dude. That was the first time I'd been jumped, and I loved every second of it because of the uh, dive bomb punch that I landed on that one kid. It was pretty cool. I was getting on the bus, and uh, I this kid. He had his foot out in the aisle because you know I went to school every day, so this kid had his foot out of the aisle, and I went to step over his foot, so I did like kick his foot or like trip over him. So whenever I lifted up my left leg to put my foot over his, so my left leg is on the other side of his foot, and my right side, my right foot is on the other side of his foot. So it's basically like his leg is is in between my legs, and he jumps up and he punches me in the face, and I was like. I was like, all right, so this is happening. So I, I start, I square off to him. And so we're about to go at it. And then five other kids get up. So that makes six. That's six versus one. And I looked at these kids and I was like an ROTC. I was built. I was huge. But at the same time, I was like, yo, these kids, they, they got something. Cause they were older than me. Like they were in like higher classes than I was. One of them was one of them that actually stabbed me. When I went to AEP. So. uh, So he. Punches me in the face. And then five more people stand up. And I was like. "Mm." So you know that moment. Like whenever you step back in your mind. And you look at the whole situation in front of you. And you're like. And you start calculating what you can do. And what you can't do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. So I'm still squared up with him. Like just all six of them. And in my mind. I'm like. All right Scotty. What are you going to do? What do you, I mean, you can take three of them for sure at once, but what are you going to do with the other three while you got the other three on the ground? And I was all like, this is going to be bad. And so I go to throw a punch, and they all just start just swinging, just like haymakers at my face. They don't knock me out or knock me down at all until one of them puts his foot out behind me and trips me to where I'm on the ground. So now I'm on the ground. Six people are above me stomping on me and swinging at me. So then out of the ba- out of nowhere... Out of nowhere, two of my good buddies back then, haven't seen them since. Uh, one of them was a senior, and the other one was his brother, who is a freshman with me. Uh, they come running from the back of the bus, and one of them jumps off of one of the seats and does a dive bomb punch to two of them with both fists. And uh, the freshman takes on two more. So now it's two on top of me. They have two, and then his brother have two. So I'm still getting stomped on, like, in the face. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Take me, Jesus. I'm ready. This is it. <laughs> 14. I can't I can't come out of this. And then the bus driver and a cop gets on the bus, and they're like, what is going on? And so the cop pulls out a taser, and the kids, like, put their hands up. And they're like, all right, we're done. We're done. And he's like, get off the bus. So they all get off the bus. Come find out. They didn't even ride my bus. They were upperclassmen 
who found out some stuff about me and they didn't like it because they didn't ask or know the whole story. So they in turn got called in by their older cousin who was a senior who went to go play football for professional, like professional college football. And then he got caught with steroids in the system. I call it karma. People call it accident, whatever. So he got them to get on the bus and handle me. And well, they didn't handle me very well because I'm still here. And then he tried to stab me whenever I was in AEP and I'm still here. And, uh, Nobody, nobody knows where he's at. Yeah. Nobody knows where he's when at. When it comes to weapons, I've always, it's just like, I, I don't, I don't really know how to. Oh, I love the tango. Like when it comes to weapons, I love the tango. I don't, I don't really know what it is about me. When it comes to fists, I'm not, I don't feel so threatened. But when it comes to weapons, like if somebody's got a, a knife or a gun, you know, I, I've only ever had one gun actually pointed at me like point blank and it did not end very well for the gun holder. Just gonna throw that out there. Um, Same. But the uh, you know when it comes to a knife, there, now there's been a couple of situations in my lifetime where I've had a knife held at me. And when it comes to the knife, something is different. It's not it's not like I black out because I don't. Um, you know, I just I guess I kind of just like snap. I go into this weird, you know, kind of like. Um, it's like, it's like I'm not me anymore. You know, it's like, um, I don't know, I guess, I guess I feel like, uh, you know, some specially trained, like, soldier in the military, dude. Like, the way my mindset works is completely different. So, I know somebody's got a knife on me. The first thing I do is try to get the knife from them. And that usually ends pretty well, because, uh, most people just can't, you know, they just don't have the reaction time or even know what to do because you, you know you hold a knife to somebody you're not expecting them to just reach for the knife you're not expecting them to you know just like dive into you you know to knock you down or whatever you're expecting them to like back up you know you maybe maybe just maybe they might you know try to swing on you or something you're not expecting them to like no with me Okay, let me tell you a story. The last time somebody had held a knife on me, it was this, this, little, this little punk kid in Livingston. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he was my age. He was a little younger than me, actually. Like a year or so, I don't know. But, uh, you know, maybe a couple years, I don't know. But, anyway, he'd, he'd pulled a knife out because, uh, I guess he was on drugs or something. I don't know. Somebody that I'd met through uh, the other Matt over there. And, um, he had pulled a knife out on me, and as soon as he found out that I was a delivery driver for Domino's, and he was like, oh, so you make money every day, huh? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, I guess. I don't know. You don't really make a lot. And he just pulls his knife out, and he's just like, I don't guess you want to give some of that up. And I was like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> he he kind of, like, he walks up to me, and he's just like, I'm going to give you one more chance. And, um... Like, as soon as he said that, I slapped his hand that was holding the knife. I just slapped it, you know, and it, it went down. As soon as it went down, like, my right foot was already on his kneecap, and I just kicked his knee. And he falls over. He couldn't really, he couldn't react because he, had, he was already falling over. And he, he lands on the ground. He kind of drops the knife, but then he picks it back up. 
and he's like kind of holding it up like like he's trying to get up and I'm walking up to him so it stops him from getting up because you're not going to keep trying to get up when somebody's right there next to you that's attacking you you know you're going to you're going to sit there and you're going to hope that they haven't that they leave an opening which I also didn't do I um, I wore steel-toed boots at the time just a little fun fact it's kind of relevant to the story I guess so when I kicked his hand while he was laying on the ground, like, everything flew out of his hand. Like, his his knife flew out of his hand, his uh, charger that he had for his phone or whatever, whatever he was holding with it, also flew out of his hand. And as soon as it flew out of his hand, he starts screaming at me, and he's just like, all right, man, all right, all right, all right, I give up. And uh, I wasn't having it, so I just continued to stomp him. <laughs> it was great. But something about holding a knife to me. I don't black out. I'm completely 100% aware of everything that's going on at that moment. And it's like, um, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm calculating. I'm, I'm quick. I'm accurate. And I just do what I do. You know, that's it. Like, there's, there's no getting past me. I'm like, uh, somehow in that moment, I'm just specially trained karate kid or something no other time am i ever going to be like that but just in that moment <laughs> it's weird i feel it but guns is a different story you got stabbed one time um i was at a gas station yeah, what? Yeah. Right. i was like i got stabbed one time didn't end up very well for that kid the the, uh, the thing that he used to stab me was still in my still in my gut whenever I was uh... wasn't that the time when you went to the bathroom or something in like school or whatever? Mhm. I went to the bathroom in AEP and I turned the corner and uh, he, uh, stab he stabbed me in my stomach. No, he stabbed me. He got me around the stomach. And as soon as I felt it go in, it went in about a good two inches. Which it like whenever you say it isn't lot isn't a lot, but if you have something go inside of you two inches, uh, it's pretty deep. Because you know something should go inside of your gut two inches, or any part of your body in two two inches. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh. The one time that I was uh, that somebody had put a gun to me at gunpoint, I was at a gas station. It was closed. Uh, I was just walking by. I wasn't actually at the gas station. I mean, I was, but I wasn't. I was actually walking through like the parking lot section of it where people pull in to get gas or whatever. And somebody walked up behind me and grabbed my attention. Like they, they just kind of yelled at me or whatever. And uh, at first, they made it out like they were just about to ask me something, like a question, a general question or whatever, you know. And then all of a sudden, from behind them, here comes their hand with a pistol in it. And they're holding it to me. And I'm just like, are we really doing this right now? And they're, they're just kind of staring. Like, I think I remember him saying, because he was like, bro, do you think this is a game? You know, and he's just like, Looking at me like all all sideways and mean like or whatever, and I was just like, yeah, okay, we're not doing this. Like I didn't say that; I was just thinking it. And so what I'd done 
was I grabbed the barrel of the gun and instant just like because he was holding it in his right hand, which was over to my left side. And uh, as soon as I grabbed the barrel of the gun, um, I just made it go to my left. So, I mean, he didn't shoot it, but I was expecting him to shoot it. If he would have shot it, it wouldn't have hit me. It was basically the point. Well, as soon as the gun went toward the left, I saw his eyes kind of widen, and it looked like he was you know, moving his left hand up like he was about to throw a left hook or something. He didn't really have any time to do that because my right hand came up and like literally the palm of my hand just like hits his nose so hard that it, he just instantly just it just knocks him back and he falls over. Um, you know, he's laying there on the ground, holding his face, not moving. I'm pretty sure he realizes how screwed he is uh, at this point. But I didn't I didn't do anything with the gun, you know, because he'd let go of it as soon as I hit him. So I didn't do anything with the gun. I just, uh, you know, I pulled the slide back on it as many times as I needed to until it finally stuck, you know, and all the bullets were out of the gun. And then I, I hit the little button on the side. Magazine pops out. I threw the magazine off into the woods by the gas station. It's not really woods, but it kind of is. And then uh, I left the gun sitting there on the curbside of the parking lot. And I just kind of stood there. I did. I'm not going to lie. I was a snitch. I did call the cops. Um, I did. I did. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. No, you're not going to try. and. If you wanted money, you could have asked me if I, you know, if I could have helped you. I'm the type of guy that if I have it, I'll give it to you, you know. But if you're going to try and rob me, that's a different story, dude. Um, (laughs) But anyway, I, I literally sat there until the cops showed up and this guy did not move. Like I told him, you know, I was like, uh. I was like, I left one bullet in here just for you in case you get up. And he did not get up. I don't think he even I don't think he even really knew that the gun was empty, to be honest. But cops showed up and I pointed him over to him, pointed him over to the gun. I told him I don't know where the magazine is because I just kind of threw it. And uh, and they took the gun and they put him in the car and took him off to jail or whatever. I don't know. That was the only time anyone's ever held a gun to me, and they were trying to rob me. And it was a, it was honestly, if he would have been good at it, he could have robbed me no problem. I mean, he couldn't have because he would have had to kill me. That's just how I am. But you know, he could have probably even gotten away with it too, because nobody was there to see anything. It was one of those back street, you know, little corner store convenience shops in like the ghetto neighborhood of Lamarck. Nobody would have seen anything. Nobody would have known anything. Gunshots go off all the time over there. People get shot all the time over there. There's no telling who shot who, you know? He could have got away with it, but he was really bad at it, and he was stupid, and that's why he didn't get away with it. <laughs> so. I don't know. You point a weapon at me, things just I think change, the, I think, you know? I think the moral of the story and this the, the takeaway of this this thing you know, never pull a gun or a knife on somebody like me or Matt or me or Matt. I think the best way to describe it from my point of view, when I black out, I black out, you know, and it's just Hulk smash. There's really no, there's really no, I don't know, there's no organization to my thoughts. There's really no thoughts. I don't remember it later, whatever. But if you hold a, a weapon of some sort to me, 
the way I see it is you're threatening my life to an extent to me, the way I consider that is you've already taken my life. If you're good, if you have, if you have the guts to threaten my life in the first place with a weapon, that shows me that, you know, you were willing to take my life. So I've got nothing to lose. I've already lost my life. What else do I have to lose? And I'm going to go all in. You're going to have to kill me now. <laughs> it's just the way I've always been. I'm just that way in general. Like, every day I go into town or anywhere I go, as I've prepared for the worst, I've made mental notes. I've made, sometimes whenever I used to hang out with the people I used to hang out with, I, w- I would have already written down notes. I would have written out everything that would have probably happened to me, what I want happening to me, like when I pass, da 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 da, because that's just what I was in. That's just the stuff that I was around whenever I was growing up. But that's just how I am as well. Like, if, if you're going to pull something on me, like you have like the audacity to try to do something, I had the audacity to try to take your life like you're trying to take right, mine. Exactly. And I mean, another good example, like another good story, I guess. Of course, nothing bad ever happened. I don't know if this guy had those intentions or not, but there was, you know, I've always been a nice guy, you know, maybe a little stupid at times, but I've always been a nice guy. And uh, I was working at Lowe's at the time when I'd seen this guy walking up the side of uh, some FM road. Uh, I can't remember why I was driving on this road. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, so this guy, in the dead of night, was walking on the side of this road. Red flags everywhere. I don't catch any of them. They all go over my head. I stop and uh, and asked him if he needed a ride. Bad idea, number one. But again, nothing... Wait, where were you at? I want to say that I was on, like, 350 South. Like, what? Are you, like... Conroe or Livingston? Oh, yeah. If you are on 350 South, what's yeah. wrong with you? What's wrong I with you? <laughs> I wasn't always smart. But um, but anyway, yeah. So I asked him if he needed a ride. He says, yeah. He gets in the truck. And I'm taking him, um, I guess, to his, his, uh, his buddy's house or whatever, which, again, is another red flag, but whatever. And he asked me, and this is the biggest red flag of them all. He asked me. He was like, dude, aren't you worried somebody might you know, pull a knife or a gun or something and uh, try something like you just pick people up off the side of the road. And I looked over and I was like, dude, try me, pull a knife, pull a gun. I dare you. I'm like, you know, you're going to threaten to take my life. I've got nothing left to lose. You've already taken it. Watch and see how quick I put this truck in a tree and kill both of us. And he was just like, all right, man. Yo, love it. (laughs) He was like, all right, man, Jesus, I mm. guess I won't do that. I was like, yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's a bad idea. And, um, and, yeah, nothing bad ever happened. I mean, you know, dropped the guy off where he needed to go and went back to work. What happened was, see, I was on lunch at the time uh, when I picked this guy up. I was going to get food from somewhere. I don't remember where, actually. I think I was actually going to a girl's house to get food. But it doesn't matter where. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter where. So, yeah. I mean, that's just that's my outlook on it. 
you know, if you're going to threaten my life, the way I see it is you've already taken my life, and I've got nothing else to lose, so I'm going to fight you. I mean, I might not win, but I'm going to try. I'll take you down with me, I promise. <laughs> mm. I, I, I had, like, a similar situation, and the dude asked me the same the same question, but the difference was, is instead of a, because I was I would always drive like crazy, like crazy, 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 like especially when I had my truck, like I'd like blank to the wall. I was crazy with it, so I picked some dude up. <coughs> he was way bigger than me, like taller, stouter, like bigger in every aspect, like height, muscle, stomach, huge, huge dude. I picked him up, and I think I was working at the prison at this time. And, uh, it was one of my off days and I was stupid and I tried to go up to work. I thought I was, I thought I had to work. So I get up there, like Richardson, you don't work, go home. So I'm on my way home. It's dark. And I picked this dude up because I'm, I'm a nice guy all the time. Uh, so I picked him up and, uh, he gets in and, uh, we're talking and, uh, he's like, Hey man, you wouldn't happen to have any money, would you? I was all like, I didn't have a little bit. Why? What's up? And he was like, I was like, you need something to eat, need something to drink, need anything to, you need smokes. What what do you need? And he was like, no, I'll just take the money. I was like, oh, I will you now. Okay. And then I saw him pull something and it it like shined on one of the streetlights. And so go driving straight through downtown. I live off of 146, 943, right? And I'm going down 190, going towards 146. And as soon as I see it, I just gas it. And I'm just going straight. I speed past the police station. I speed past everything. And then I start swerving it, right? Like we're in Houston. Like I'm just swinging. And he starts freaking out. And he's all like, no, man, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, no, what's up? You want my money? You have to take it out of my dead pockets. Let's get it. And so I just start going. And then finally, he just, I kid you not. He jumps out of my truck. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad guys. I mean, I don't, I don't expect anybody in our audience to actually be a criminal, but if uh, if robbing someone, if don't robbing someone is something you, you know, it's on your bucket list, don't do it while you're a passenger in their car. That it doesn't, it doesn't end well. It's, <laughs> it does it's, not end it's, well. Especially, <laughs> especially. The takeaway of this whole story, because I don't know if you're ready to wrap it up, but we're at like 50 minutes. The takeaway for this story is don't try to rob or pull weapons on me and Matt. I don't know if you can get away with it with other people, but we've just stated that our life is already gone if you try to take it. So if you have the audacity to try to take our lives, we have, we have the audacity to try yep, to take your you, life. Uh... I'm about, I'm about about gonna, it. It's what it is. It's whatever it is. I'll, my streets come down. I gotta call me. I'm gonna take you down with me. I promise you. I promise you. There's there's no getting out of it. You can shoot me, and you I will have, use your gun you and shoot signed, you right you back before I die. A personal contract to take a ride with me into the next life. <laughs> At that point, I can hear you smiling right now, Matt. I heard you smiling <laughs> the whole time you were saying it. You have signed a personal contract. Welcome aboard the SS Goat. <laughs> Welcome to the SS. We going down. 
All aboard the HMS Death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, but yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. <laughs> we didn't really talk. We didn't talk a Just whole lot the about uh, operating systems, but I think what we did talk about was a little bit more entertaining, anyway. We talked about our operating systems. We talked about uh, our guys, operating there systems. Was, there was a clip that we had done. That I don't think is going to be in this episode just because we're at 52 minutes for this one segment. Uh, there was a clip that we had done that, uh, that we were talking about operating systems and we briefly went over. Uh, I don't Did we talk about that in the beginning of the segment? I think we did. Not the beginning of this segment. Well, yeah, the beginning. No, not the beginning of the segment. We started with music at the segment. The beginning of the yeah, first yeah, segment. That's right. Because we this is this is our third I segment. <laughs> I know. And if you I, want to get technical, because we did the first one, my headphones the first died. Two not making it into the episode now. It's like fifty. We're at fifty-three minutes. I mean, the first two are not going to be in the episode. <laughs> How it happened is the first one we started off with the operating systems, and then my headphones died. The second one we took a commercial break. We came back, and then uh, we uh. We talked about operating systems again, or at least tried to, and then it went blank. Like, my headphones cut out. And then this one, we talked about we the wrong ones. We the don't ones. Do don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do I it. I promise you. I promise you. If you don't, if you're going to, if you're going to think about doing it, I'm go to church. You. Go to I'm church for at least you, a year before you, you try not me. I to do it only because I care about your life. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. So, if you try to kill me, you're gonna need to go to church. We're gonna take a ride to church. We're we gonna do a we communion, both, uh, we and then we go to pray. A pretty rough background. I mean, I know I've told stories of Lamarck, and I know Scott's told stories of Big Sandy, and uh, and yeah, we we both grew up in some pretty rough backgrounds. I grew up. I grew up we in about Texas about City. It. A lot of a lot of BS out there, but I don't think that was even the worst I've gone through. The worst I've gone through is probably Lamarck. And the second worst thing I've gone through was when uh, I got jumped at the sandbar over in Ace, Texas. That was Which is a Yeah, it's a Which is a That Luke. was that was easily Actually it's that actually was it's around the Sandy. worst thing that had ever happened to me in Livingston. And it wasn't even my fault. I didn't do anything, guys. I, I'm innocent. Yeah. Logan. Was all, there was a guy named Logan. Right. Um, I wish he was. I wish he was. Dead. Don't be a Logan. I, do I not be a Logan. Would find him and and do whatever they want with him because I don't like the guy. All right, you're gonna have to cut this part out. You got to cut it out. You got to cut it. You got to cut that part out of the segment. You can't wish okay, death upon wish somebody. I don't wish death upon him. Unless you try to kill us. I don't wish death upon you, him. You, I don't wish death Brit. upon him. I just wish somebody would, you know, beat the crap out of him. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Now you're going to have to go to Power <laughs> Director again, and you're going to have to do a total blank through everything you just said and leave just, it, and I don't wish silence. death upon him. Uh, anyway, no, so he, so what happened was, <laughs> there was a bunch of people there. I wish somebody finds there Logan. There was a bunch of people there. Um, you know, me and a few of my friends, and then Logan... <laughs> And then there was a bunch of people I didn't know. <laughs> Apparently, Logan <laughs> knew somebody that all these other people knew. And these other people liked this somebody. Logan, however, did not. So Logan's talking crap. He's drunk. He's an idiot. He gets jumped by all these people. 
And, uh, you know, sooner or later, people start, you know, Logan pulls a knife, actually, is what happened. And then after Logan pulled a knife, somebody else pulled a gun, somebody else pulled a gun, a third person pulled a gun. Um, basically, all of my buddies dipped. And I was trying to, uh, except that these guys had grabbed me and threw me out of my truck before I could even get in it. And so I got jumped by six people that night. And I fought off six people. I was drunk. And I fought off six people. I broke a guy's leg. I busted two other people's jaws. And then uh, somebody, I don't really know who exactly, had pulled a rifle out. And there's, there's, okay, there's this older white dude, and then there's this older Hispanic dude that was there too. And the guy that had pulled the rifle out during the whole skirmish, um, the older white guy was fighting him for his rifle, like, you know, World War II style, fighting this guy for his rifle. And, um... Storm, storm, Normandy. The older Hispanic guy was actually holding one of the other guys back that I was fighting, and he looks at me and he says, "If you're gonna go, now's the time to go." And I was like, "All right, cool. You don't have to tell me twice. Whatever." I was really feeling this anyway, so I jumped in my truck and I took off. Truck gets stuck in the mud. It was an O2 Tacoma. It was not four wheel drive. It had no business being out there, Um, but it gets stuck in the mud. And so I can hear these guys, they're in like diesel, Dodge, Ram, four-wheel drive trucks, jack, lifted, wheels, all that. And I can hear their trucks coming up the sandbar trail to me. I can't see them yet, but I can hear them. So I'm trying to call my buddy and trying to call my buddy, and I'm like, hey, you know, I need need you over here, dude. I'm going to die. And he's not answering his phone. According to his testimony, there were people in the neighborhood where he had parked behind a trailer to hide that were circling the neighborhood looking for him. So I jumped out of the Tacoma and took off into the woods on foot, and I hid in a bush and waited for a constable to show up. That's what I did. <laughs> and I, You know what's really funny is after that happened, you called me and you told me about it, and you asked me if I knew any of them. And we had talked about it, and then whenever you moved into the apartment, you showed me who they were, and I knew oh, every yeah. single uh, one of them. I'll tell you off podcast, uh, the aftermath, but yeah, so these guys were walking up and down the road with guns and flashlights looking for me for like a solid 30 minutes. And then finally... Well, real quick, one of them's yeah, in prison. Yeah, one of them. So. And then finally, uh, they all jumped back in their trucks and just just scooted. And my Tacoma ended up in a tree because one of them pushed it in a tree with their truck and also punched out the driver's side mirror. My ex-wife believes that if, uh, you know, my ex-wife believes that they were trying to destroy my truck because they couldn't get to me. Personally, I think they were waiting to get to me and they just did that stuff to my truck so they could mark it so that they would recognize it if they ever saw it again. Personally, I'm just saying I've. 100%. 100%. I'm from around here. I guarantee you it's exactly what they're doing. I can guarantee that your your suspicions are 100% well, correct. Well, I mean, because, because and also from my Lamarck days, I happen to know that, you know, if you're if you're gunning for a guy that you can't get right now, but you're going to get him later, you got to find a way to know that you're going to recognize him. If you got to break something of his in, like, a specific spot, or if you got to, like, I don't know, something, dude. Like, I know how it works, and I know that's what they were doing. Um. So yeah, but I th- I think this is going to be our only segment. But I just want to end it on this note. That's what he's used to, and that's what he's experienced. I was out here in Big Sandy. I'm from Livingston, 
where the dirty dirty get dirty. So I'm also from around the Houston area too. I used to mess around the Houston area. But when I moved out here, this is about a year or two ago. No, I was 20. I was 20, about to be 21 because I was I went into the oil field when I was 20. Um, we had we were having a party at the uh, swimming hole down here. It's called Iron Bridge in Big Sandy. You guys should really check it out if you guys are around from around here. It's pretty great. Um, it's so we were all out here, <clears throat> and I called my ex and I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm sorry, my throat's <laughs> itchy and it's scratchy." So I called my ex, and me and me, I try to stay good friends with all my exes, right? Mainly this one because we we went through a lot together. But I had called her, and I was like, "Yo, I want to bury the hatchet with your husband because he doesn't like me, and I don't like him. Let's just let bygones be bygones if we're gonna stay friends." Da 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 da. And she's like, "I like that. Cool. We'll come out there. We'll have a good time." I told her, I said, "Tell him not to bring any of his guns because he's like Army Reserves." And so, you know, no disrespect to any of our service men or women. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. Thank you so much for your service. Um, I tried, but they wouldn't let me go in. Um, but he thought that he was the best around and, like, cock of the walk. So he uh, he comes down and he brings a gun, right? These are the people that I used to hang out with. I still have, I'm still in touch with a couple of them. But I don't really associate with them as much as I did back then. So... I told her, I said, tell him not to bring any of his guns. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And she tells him, but he brings in a bolt-action, single-shot rifle, right? So we're all around the fire at this swimming hole. We're all swimming around the fire, drinking beer, having a good old time. Because it was basically like my going away to the oil field thing, and I didn't know when I was going to come back. Because my plan was to go up there, stay, save money, get my own place up there, you know, stay in the oil field. So... We're uh, we're having a good time. Old boy comes back out with his uh, bolt action rifle, and I'm like, oh no! And as soon as he as soon as he lifts that bolt and he slides it back, and you hear chink, I kid you not, all twenty dudes that I was hanging out with, all the dudes over there, and a couple of the chicks that were there, all pulled out like they had shotguns in their trucks they had assault rifles in their trucks they had pistols in their trucks everybody pulled out a gun and pointed it at him and i was all like ah, i could just let it happen or i could just be you know a good person and show him that i'm not going to let him get hurt so i stepped in front of everybody i was like it was a miscommunication he didn't mean it hey man did you say you have to go put that up and i looked at him and he turns around and he's like no and i looked at him we made eye contact and with my eyes i said if you don't go put it back they will shoot you in the face you need to go that way far away from them hey everybody it's cool he's leaving and he walked away and i kid you not everybody was like all right cool and so they all just holstered their weapons and put it back in their trucks and i was all like all right this is what's happening out here all right I yep. love my friends. Okay. <clears throat> Everybody calm down. Collect yourselves. We're good. So the takeaway of this lesson is to not mess with me or Matt. Because uh, we're we crazy and we will die. More than you Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's not fun. We're not bragging about it. It's just the facts of life. We, uh, you know, know. That, I'm kind of bragging about life. it. I kind of oh, am. Because, uh, you gotta think, because, I mean, I am these, too. This is the kind I am of, too. I just didn't want to put that in the podcast. That... 
not many not people, many people live, through. live through. Most people don't get involved in the first place, but the people who do usually they they usually get involved in it for the wrong reasons because they were the idiot that caused it, and they usually don't make it out alive. Logan, Logan's Logan. actually still alive. Logan is actually still alive. <laughs> uh, no, once again, you're probably gonna have to go through and edit this out. You're gonna have to go to Power Director yeah, and not... go to that part and be all like, "There's this guy named Logan." Okay, I'm not gonna do that. I'm I hate Logan and that's that. Bottom line. I don't wish death on him, but I hate him. That's it. You just said that's what I'm saying, like bleep out saying somebody should go find him. And kill I didn't him. say that. That's what you I said. said I said that I wish <clears throat> that the person's looking for him would find him and do whatever they want with him because he deserves it. You also said, I mm-hmm. wish she was dead. Nope. I, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Alright. Publish the episode and go to about the 55th minute of this uh, podcast and you'll hear it all. No, but, uh, but no. I mean, all seriousness. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't like the guy. He just, he's stupid. He just did something really stupid. I'm surprised he's. I'm surprised he's surviving the Corona pandemic, oh, especially as nasty as he is. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, no. So, yeah. Wash your hands, people. Wash your hands. Shower every day. Don't go outside. We can keep this down. You just got to remember, if we do our part, we can lower the curve, and everything will be fine. We'll go back to normal. Also, tattoo parlors are open up May first with certain restrictions, and your boy hey, getting a tattoo will probably get a simple spirit because yeah. I haven't had a chance. Are you gonna get some handlebars? Yeah. Get the handlebars, boy. Get like a handlebar. Might even get like a little miniature bell. And a doorknob on the other. I'm telling you, I might even get a little little uh, little bicycle horn. Just like a little miniature one on my nipples. So whenever I pinch my nipple, it's like, hurt, hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut that out of the episode. Cut that episode. <laughs> cut that out of the episode. I'm not cutting anything You're not out. Cut it out, are you? <laughs> I almost said the F word. <laughs> You just—you sounded like you sounded like, a, <laughs> you sounded like a kid that did something bad and got away with it. I almost said the f word. I almost, I almost said, said the f, f word. word. Mom doesn't like me saying the f word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Just, just the takeaway. I think I'm gonna end it on this. I don't know if you have anything else to say, but once again, the takeaway is: don't try it. Go to church. Pray. Think real long and hard about your life decisions before you and try to touch, rob or try to kill anybody. Truck, Especially me and Matt. Love that song so much. Oh don't God. touch my Thank Jeep. you so much. Thank you so much for I don't listening like to this song. episode, I hate guys. It. I hate it. Um, <laughs> if there's anything you'd like to say to us, uh, feel free to leave a voice message. We do have a section open for that. Uh, also, we have a section open for support. If you like this podcast and you like where it's going, definitely feel free to drop something in there. You don't have to. It's not required. Uh, yes. Can I say something? Okay, so he he mentioned uh, leaving voice messages or yeah, the voice messages. Uh, he's really the only one that can check it out because this is his channel. But we both operate it. But he's the only one that can really operate it and look at like the voice messages and everything. So if you guys ever leave a voice message, please leave. Don't touch my truck, oh my God, please. I will just do it. Everything that's ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do yeah, so it. Definitely leave a voice do message, it. guys. Uh, be sure to support this channel. 
Denver, and Denver, uh, and uh, what else was I gonna say? Oh yes, yes, there's a thing that we do have to do. I mean, we don't have to. We could just be, you know, jerks about it, and not care. But I like to be nice about it. Um, big shout out to all of our supporters, and by all of our supporters, I mean the only supporter this channel. <laughs> um, that would be uh, that. <laughs> oh my god. This episode's quickly turning into a confrontation. <laughs> that would be Jeannie Jean Dams, who runs the, uh, used to be named Color Me Crazy, I don't know if she changed the name yet, uh, Salon over in Friendswood. You should definitely look that up, look her up. She is amazing. She's supported the podcast from basically day one, and she actually almost entirely runs our Facebook and our Instagram page because I work two jobs and don't have time to do anything. So big shout out to her. I don't, this channel would not be anywhere near where it is right now without that woman. So big shout out to her. Um, also, big shout out to all of you guys for even listening to this in the first place. We're at an hour and nine minutes, and that's a long time. So thanks so much for listening to this. You guys have a wonderful day, night, whatever, year, life. And uh, be sure to tune in for our next episode here at Two Fingers. Two fingers. Don't touch my trick. All right. Yeah. All right. We're, okay. we're going to cut it here.